0: Good morning, welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Thank you for joining me today. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start today with faith and encouragement. So if you're watching our live stream on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, or on Faith Plus, or watch on Faith Plus On Demand, or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'm so glad you're taking time out of your day to start today with faith and encouragement. We're in our May No Longer memorials Mortals Challenge, so we we'll encourage you every day to number one read... Pray the Ephesians 1 prayer for yourself and your sphere of influence. Number two, read a chapter of Proverbs every single day. And number three, take time every single day to invest in your calling so you can go forward at what God has called you to do. This week, we've been sharing on the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God, how what God has given us enables us to marshal all the gifts, anointings, talents, abilities, and grace he's given us to, for the purpose of fulfilling his call upon our life. And so I'm reading from the mind of Christ chapter in my book, No Longer Mere Mortals. And it says here, let's pick up. It says, Paul continued in his epistle to the Corinthians. He made a powerful statement. This is from 1 Corinthians 2.16. It says, we have the mind of Christ. Let that sink in. If you are a believer, you have the mind of Christ. So wherever you're watching right now, I want this to sink in. I want you to say it out loud and put it in the chat. If you're watching a place where you can put it in the chat. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Come on, say it out loud. Put it in the chat. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I wait for you. Come on. Wherever you are, say it out loud or put it in the chat. Say I have the mind of Christ. See, so you really do. If you are a believer, you actually have the mind of Christ. However, the fact that you have something does not mean you use it. You can have a vehicle and never drive it. You can have a mon- you can have money in the bank and never spend it. You can have food in the refrigerator and never eat it. You have the mind of Christ and decide. You can have the mind of Christ and guess what? Decide to operate by the natural mind, or be the natural man, as we talked about yesterday and the week before. Remember, so the natural man is dominated by the flesh and what they see, hear, feel, and think. You can have the mind of Christ and still be dominated by your flesh. What a sad state of affairs when you have access to so much more. And so I go on later in the book, says, how many believers have traded in the natural mind for the mind of Christ? If believers do not continually renew their minds, they will operate by the natural mentality instead of the mind of Christ. If you want to progress further in the superhuman life, you must embrace and operate by the mind of Christ. Now, Paul told us in Romans that we must renew our minds with the word of God. Now, what does it mean to renew? It's the same as renovate. When you renew or renovate, you take out the old, you put in the new. Like if you're renovating a room or renovating a house, you're taking out all the old furniture, you may take out the flooring, you may tear down some walls, you may replace some stuff in the ceiling, you may replace stuff in the roof. You're taking out the old and you're repairing it with the new. And the thing is, we all have an old way of thinking. Even if you got saved when you are young, even if you grew up in the church, just through life, there's a way of thinking that can have been passed on to you by the many different places you've been, things you've experienced, things you've learned that... Is not according to how God wants you to live, and definitely not according to live the supernatural, superhuman life. But when you get into the Word of God every day, you're reading through the Word of God every day, you're spending time in prayer every day. The Word of God will challenge your thinking, as we quoted yesterday from Isaiah, because God's thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts and ways are far higher than your ways, as heaven is far higher than the earth. But we must get into the Word of God every day. And when the word confronts our thinking, we choose to yield to the word of God instead of the way of the world or whatever philosophy we've been governing our life by. And I go on in the book and says the operating system of the mind of Christ is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God enables us to marshal the vast resources of new creation realities and deploy them accurately. Throughout the gospels, Jesus operated by the wisdom of God. Luke 2 describes Jesus' maturation in his adult years as being filled with wisdom and increasing in wisdom. When Jesus preached in his hometown, his critics asked themselves, where did he get this wisdom? Isaiah 11:2 2 prophesied that the spirit of wisdom would rush upon Jesus. In replying to his critics of his ministry and his methods, Jesus said, his, said wisdom is justified of our children or by the result it produces. You see that in Matthew 11:19. 19. Jesus operated on earth by the wisdom of God and gave us access to that same wisdom. The wisdom literature of the Old Testament gives insight into the wisdom believers have been granted Access to that's why I'm encouraging you to read through the Book of Proverbs this month. In Proverbs 1:7, it says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction." As I previously shared, the fear of the Lord is reverential awe and respect toward God, His Word, and His ways. Reverence toward God precedes godly wisdom. Come on, put this in the chat and say it out loud. Say, "Reverence toward God precedes godly wisdom." Come on, say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say, "Reverence toward God." precedes godly wisdom. Say, so reverence toward God precedes godly wisdom. The attitude and outlook toward God is the beginning of knowledge or information. We live in an information age. Information runs rampant all around us. Our generation receives more information in a day than previous generations received in decades. Yet in this information age, we have a rampant spread of information and misinformation. And some who have accurate information don't know how to imply it. But what is the solution? Wisdom. Wisdom is the correct application of knowledge. And wisdom is vitally important. Let me close here by reading Proverbs 4, 5 through 9. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn her away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. Wisdom has the ability to preserve, guard, promote, and honor. As the principal thing, it is something believers must pursue. The wisdom of God allows you to decipher the map of the journey into the superhuman life. So go after the wisdom of God today. As we shared last week, you can ask God for wisdom. Guess what? He'll give it to you. Ask for wisdom today. James 1 tells us to do that. You ask in faith. He'll give it to you. you have, he has great plans for your life. Don't try to fulfill those plans by yourself. Fulfill those plans by getting his wisdom and walking his wisdom. Well, I'll see you next time on Faith in the Morning. Remember, something good is going to happen to you today. So expect miracles. God bless.